The number of employees wanting to use their smartphones and e-tablets at work continues to grow, and the introduction of the third iteration of Apple's iPad should intensify that demand. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be speaking again with Elaine Starkey, Chief Security Officer for Delaware State Government. Thanks for taking time to chat, Elaine. You're welcome, Eric. Glad to be with you. I'd like to discuss the way the mobile marketplace is evolving and how that has an impact on IT and IT security. But first, let's remind our listeners about Delaware's nearly year-and-a-half-old policy of placing controls on mobile devices that can access the state network. Please take a few moments to remind us of that policy. Sure. About 18 months ago, we did deploy a BYOD, a bring your own device policy, which allowed our employees the flexibility and convenience of using their personally owned smartphone rather than carrying around multiple devices on their hips with the state BlackBerry and their personal device gave them the option to consolidate into a single device. But along that came some important security controls and their willingness to abide by a minimum of seven security controls, things like strong passwords on the device and a password history and inactivity timeouts and, if necessary, remote wiping for lost and stolen devices and encryption and a lockout after seven failed attempts. You know, those were some of the same controls that we have enjoyed for years on the state-owned Blackberries, and we wanted to extend those same important security controls to the new BYOD policy. So it's been very successful. We've rolled it out almost without incident. Uh, we, of course, you know, in the beginning, you have a few few challenges to get through, but we ha- are seeing a lot of folks giving up their, their state-owned BlackBerry for the personally owned device option. What I find most intriguing about the new Apple iPad isn't the latest bells and whistles, but the rapid evolution of the e-tablet as a replacement for traditional clients such as laptops and desktops. On my iPad, I've downloaded an app that converts my tablet into a Windows desktop with a full suite of Windows productivity tools when I'm connected to the cloud. Doesn't this potentially present a fundamental change in the way IT organizations manage and secure their information resources? This isn't just about BYOD. It could be cheaper to provide employees with iPads than laptops. Yes to all of those. Lots of opportunities for change, lots of challenges that go along with it, especially when you have the security hat on, lots of potential financial savings if you've got the controller's hat on. Yeah, we're we're watching it very closely. The iPad 3 was exciting to watch the launch. We definitely have a lot of interest just in general, the whole tablet space from our our customers. Uh, The demand is increasing. I read something last night about the statistics, I think one prediction came in that by 2016, we're looking at possibly over 235 million mobile internet devices out there. So that's just an incredible number. It is interesting to watch the space as the space changes. Absolutely, I think that it's very possible that the tablets could eventually displace the traditional desktop PC. Would that mean more cloud services or that the um, the state itself would take on responsibilities of having more apps on its servers? I think so. I, I think the cloud option, at least looking at what we're seeing right now, we have what's called an architecture review board that reviews every single new IT initiative. And there's been an incredible upswing in the move to cloud solutions just in the last 
12 months. We were able to get out in front of that with some, some contractual language that needs to be part of that, some of, some of the, all those contracts. And it also requires a review from, from my office and from the department in general. And we're definitely seeing an increase in interest of sending not only data to the clouds, and, and along with that comes, as you know, a lot of security challenges there, but the whole, you know, services, getting services from the cloud as opposed to the traditional ways. You would use more of the cloud services and then Delaware systems themselves hosting different applications. Absolutely. The ones that are what we consider mission critical or there, there are many applications that are not suitable for the cloud today and may not ever be suitable for the cloud. We would continue to host those internally and protect them in the way that we do today. But there's many that fall into the category that are certainly worth considering moving to the cloud. Yeah, among the two biggest challenges IT security experts face today are mobility in the cloud. As we were just discussing, employing e-tablets as clients is reminiscent of the old computing paradigm in which data and processing reside on the servers, perhaps in the cloud, and the client was a front end to the system with little or no processing power. What goes around comes around. (laughs) These are sort of connected challenges, aren't they? Mobility in the cloud? Oh, without a doubt. Yes, they go hand in hand. And in fact, the review board that I mentioned earlier, it's interesting to see the applications that are coming in. You know, they're coming in as a single application. I've I've just reviewed one earlier this week that involves the purchase of a number of iPad devices along with the procurement of a cloud service provider as well. So they're very tightly connected in my opinion. I guess it goes back to something you, you mentioned a few moments ago, architecture. The approach to providing services, uh, computing services to employees and other stakeholders, as well as the security needs, has to be addressed as uh, one entity. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, it's no longer just kind of a single-threaded vetting process. They've all got to be vetted together. Do you see the organization itself, when I say the organization, maybe perhaps your case, the state government, evolving where the idea of the real services that are being provided to uh, citizens and to employees are really can't be divorced from the IT services being provided to them? <laughs> oh, that's an interesting question. Our vetting process here is called a business case process. A business case summary is what our agencies submit. And it, it's called that by design. We are looking to understand the business and how IT comes behind it and supports the business requirements. You know, that's something that that many of us have been working on for a long time is finding the convergence between business requirements and technology requirements. We're not out there chasing technology for technology's sake, as fun as that can be, (laughs) but we're here to advance and further the business, and in this case, the business of government. That's kind of what I see as IT's role is to, to determine, first of all, understand, seek to understand first what those business requirements are and then come behind it with the appropriate technology. Let's just go back to the beginning of our conversation with BYOD. For organizations that are looking to set up a BYOD policy, what would you recommend? I would recommend not waiting at this point. 
The time to sit back and see what's going to happen is over. I know that it is more secure. And for the folks, you know, in the security world, it's real easy to stay secure in this space. And that's by not allowing the personal devices. I'm afraid that's not a real practical decision now. And we're thankful that we were able to get out a little bit in front of it, in front of the, the big wave of demand, at least. You know, it's just important as BYOD policies are being set up that the parameters are spelled out, that the expectations are set so that your employees understand, you know, what they're getting into. And quite frankly, IT understands what they're getting into as well. Thanks, Elaine. You're welcome, Eric. I've been speaking with Delaware State Chief Security Officer Elaine Starkey for Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.